Welcome to the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Yesterday, I told you about a video that I saw from a sheriff in Butler County, Ohio, Sheriff uh, Richard K. Jones. He issued a dire warning based on something that he had received uh, through the Sheriff's Association in a meeting with Christopher Ray from the FBI. He said that he was told the attacks are not a matter of if, but only a matter of when. We have so many people that really hate the United States that are living amongst us. And he said, I don't want to cause fear. I want people to know what they're facing so they can protect themselves in times of trouble. Wait until you hear what he has to say and what he is doing. I recommend every sheriff in America do the same thing that Richard Jones is doing. Um, But we'll see. Do you believe him? Or is this just another, you know, right-wing zealot going off half-cocked? I believe him. We'll talk to him in 60 seconds. Stand by. First, it is Valentine's Day. Oh, did your heart just sink? It's Valentine's Day. And that's why we have the world's greatest love stories, part five. Yeah, tonight, you're driving in. Gravel crunches softly beneath your tires as you pull up to the house. Oh, dinner was perfect. Perfect food, perfect wine. Perfect music in the background. She looked radiant tonight. (laughs) And now, the kids are away at Grandma's for the night. So the two of you have the whole house to yourselves. She looks at you. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, she says. Oh yes, you are. Five minutes later, You're both drooling into your my pillow, sleeping your best sleep. Yeah, this story used to end differently, but not so much anymore. That's a happy Valentine's Day. Right now, you can get 50% off MyPillow 2.0. Or how about the 50% off their new flannel sheets, their six-pack towel sets. Oh, they are so sexy. $29.98. Take advantage of the free shipping, especially on larger items such as mattress toppers. Honey, I got you a mattress topper, 100% made in the U.S. Didn't cost me a penny over $99.99, and the shipping was free. Oh, yes, whisper those into her ear tonight. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special squares. Check out everything I've mentioned and so much more on sale. 800-966-3117 for these special Valentine's Day sales. Okay, that was weird and really, really a little unsettling. Uh, R- Sheriff Richard Jones is with us now from Butler County, Ohio. Hello, Sheriff. How are you? Hey, I'm going to have to smoke a cigarette after listening to that. Hey, <laughs> hey your voice, man, ought to sell something, right, on the pillows. Yeah, there's something, something. Doesn't work on my wife anymore, but maybe it'll sell a pillow. Um, yeah, so, uh, Sheriff, uh, you're in your fir- your fifth term in office as Sheriff of Butler County. 
Um, And you went to uh, Washington, D.C., along with the National Sheriff's Association. And you usually, if I'm not mistaken, don't you usually meet with the president? Uh, The president refuses to meet with the national sheriffs for three years. Um, We have a hierarchy of president. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States, and he refuses to meet for the past three years with uh, our association, which represents 3,300 sheriffs. Like, get this, he won't meet with the police chiefs either. None. And we had our meeting and training. Uh, Director Ray met with a, a group of sheriffs. Uh, then the sheriffs came back and discussed with us what he said. And he said that the director of the FBI said the same thing to Congress a week before that. He said that uh, uh, there's more red flags going off now uh, before uh, than before 9-11. Uh, and, uh, and there was only like 12 or 14 people that uh, attacked us then. There's over 10 million people here. These are people that are wanting to do us harm. This is what we were told. More red flags going off now. Uh, The director also said that the uh, Chinese are attacking our infrastructure, such as our uh, electrical grid, that hell, it goes out when the weather's bad. But it, it was built in the 1960s. They're trying to get into our phone system, our electrical system. They're trying to hack communications on everything they're trying to uh, our sheriff's office is the eighth largest uh in ohio of of 88 400,000 population 500 employees we dispatched for probably 20 different agencies and our system was hacked by the ukrainians before they were sort of our friend but listen mm. they hacked our system and wanted a ransom now and we were down for three months and you're wondering why would they attack us there are they're attacking everybody. If anybody that's listening to this, your communications, universities, uh, your water, your sewer, your election process, we get five times a day the Chinese try to get us. And three times a day. In Butler County. The, yes. And three times a day the Iranians. Now, and then there's others. They try to get into your system. They want ransom. And if you listen to what Director Ray said to Congress and to everybody else in the country, but sometimes people don't listen. He said for every one person that works at the FBI that is in charge of cyber, the Chinese have 50. So it's 50 to one. We have one person. They have 50 to every one that we have. And the reasoning for this is because disruption in America, if they go in, they want us to be busy, which we are fighting two wars uh, or involved in two wars, supplying all of our equipment, all of our guns, all of our treasury. And these people don't like us already. And we're killing them on their land or they feel we're causing it. Uh, We've got uh, 10 million people here in the United States that we don't know who the hell they are or where they're at. And again, we've had 20,000 Chinese um, uh, uh, military age adults come to the United States just in California, 20,000 so far this year. Uh, and there was like 300 in one day in California. That's yeah. just one sector. The Russians are coming. Yeah, I think the that Chinese happened. are coming in. Yeah. And and they're, they're, um, they're destroying our country. The Chinese are shipping the fentanyl to 
to uh, Mexico. They're shipping it in. Now we have a northern border in Ohio, okay, Glenn? And they've pulled a lot of the personnel from there to send them to the southern border. So now we've got more drugs coming in uh, from Canada into the United States, which Ohio parts with in Michigan. And the drugs are coming in. The people are coming in. Uh, and I wanted people to know we're going to start training my personnel and we're going to train the civilians. 30 people isn't much, but we're going to train them what to do when, like, how do you get out of a building that, that is collapsed? Uh, how do you get out of that building? Uh, we're trying to tell people, and this is a university that's coming to teach this class. We had it filled up within 30 minutes. Uh, we, everybody, mm. I, I'm in sheriff's training today and there other sheriff's agencies are getting phone calls. What can they do now? I don't want you to think I'm Doomsday Jones or Chicken Little. And I tell people, you can do what the Israelis done. They have a real strict um, gun policy in their country. You're not allowed to have guns unless you're in the military or the police. The police is the only thing that saved that country. What we were told, they were they were killed, they were murdered. Uh, one police station, uh, the terrorists came in and killed 30 people, 30 policemen. The policemen only had handguns and they didn't have enough ammunition. Uh, so, and the same people that came in there are the same people that are here in our country. And when they say 10 million well, I, people are here, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, you know, not all 10 million, but it only took 19, uh, to do the world yes, trade sir. center. And in Canada, it was just announced, uh, that they are now going to take refugees from, uh, Gaza without any litmus test on anything. Well, our northern border is wide open. And, yes, you know, I, 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 I don't think that you're preaching fear. I mean, people might be afraid of this, but you should be informed so you understand what we're facing. You'll understand what we're facing, and then perhaps you'll take action in your own community. I mean, I know here um, where I live, we have been talking about what do we do if there's a food shortage? What do we do if there's problems? How is the how's the community going to come together? You need to do this because if if they just hack, forget about the 10 million people that are, that are here, which I agree with you is a massive threat. But if they just hack into our water systems, if they hack into our communications, you don't have communications in America for a week, a week and a half. What do you think is going to happen? You have 72 hours before society starts to break down because in 72 hours, the bad guys realize, wow, nobody's coming and they take charge. It's not good. Look, the police is all we have, your local police. So, and look, look the National Guard's not coming, the military's not coming, and people think, well, the military, the National Guard, they won't let this happen. They're not coming. You're on your own. Imagine people that are listening right now. When you lose your cell phone and you can't find it for an hour, you puke. You freak out. Uh, <laughs> these people are working. And uh, seriously, you go, oh, I mean, uh, we live on them. And people, imagine when you can't communicate. I've been in places, uh, uh, Katrina, where there was no electricity due to a natural disaster. And when you don't have electricity, you can't pump water. You can't pump gas. You can't go to the bank because the bank computers are all down. You can't go to the store. People freak out because you've got enough groceries. Uh, you go to the store once a week. 
listen, it's it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I'm not teaching doomsday or chicken little. These people are here. The lady that uh, went to the church, Olstein's church, she she targeted that church, what I seen on the interviews. She had Palestine wrote on her rifle and she targeted the church. She took her child with her, I assume, so they wouldn't shoot her. But they had no choice because there had been she was going for a bigger target. And this is one person. Yeah. And we know it's coming, Glenn, and it's it's here. And these people, the Chinese are so good at this. They have actually police stations within the United States. The Chinese do. I know they, they do. Have safe houses. I know they do. They have safe houses in every state. And if you live in a rural setting, you think, hey, I'm okay. You won't be okay. Because what they're trying to do, we were told, we should all look at our local elections. They want to get in the heartland because they everybody. They know that will create chaos. If you can get into New York and all, they expect that. And when it happens, it doesn't shock them after 9-11. But to get into rural America, different story. And that will send a shockwave. And again, I'm going to train my people. They're going to have rifles in every car, which they do now. They're going to have multiple magazines. And we're going to train differently. And I've got people calling from all over the country. This is We've had 14 million views on this we've been on uh your show two days in a row uh you've talked about it and i'm just one sheriff of 3300 and we're all we all know this but when you stick your neck out like this people attack you everything that i have said director of the fbi has said to congress none of this is a secret and he said and if you look at the a tape of him talking to Congress, he said the exact same thing. And the reason is because they, uh, during 9-11, the FBI knew these people were here training, but none of the rest of us knew. No locals knew. They communicate now, and it's it's all on us, and you got to do something about it. And what you got to do is when you're in a church, you got to look out because for some reason, People attack these churches, and then we got our homegrown terrorists. So we're in a bad spot. And and again, ten million people—they're not all here to do us harm. Okay. But these Chinese, hey, and I could go on, Glenn. Yeah. So let me uh, let me take a quick break with you, and then uh, I want you to tell the other sheriffs uh, that might be listening um, what you're doing in particular. Because it's my understanding, you want the citizenry to understand they are the first responders. We'll go there in 60 seconds. Ah, yes, the world's greatest love stories, part six, because I apparently couldn't get out of this. I didn't know you were doing that, too. Myself, yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, if we're going to talk about the greatest love stories out there in the world today, the conversation wouldn't be complete without bringing up Harry and Meghan. Um, We're all enormous fans. And we hope Mm. to be covering every news story about them Mm. every single day. Um, But there's no way that Megan isn't using serious, really good skincare products because you can't hide lizard skin like that. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Um, Whatever she's using, you should be using the new Gen 90 from GenuCell. It's their latest breakthrough in amazing skincare products. Take advantage of the Gen 90 Valentine's Day sale today while you still can at GenuCell.com where it's included in the bestseller package. I don't know if Megan's using it or not, 
but whatever's whatever she's using is, is working very well. It can work for you, too. You can get all those harsh medical procedures if you'd like. You can do that. You can spend all the money on that. You can travel overseas. You can do all that if you want. But why do that when you can get your skin looking up to snuff with uh, Gen 90, honestly, a lot less, with a lot less money and effort, go to Gen 90's website. It's genucell.com slash back, genucell.com slash back. It comes with free shipping, a luxury Valentine's spa box today. Check it out, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. The sheriff of Butler County, Ohio, his name is Richard K. Jones. Uh, He has recently uh, been in Washington. The leaders of the Sheriff's Association met with uh, the head of the FBI, Christopher Wray. He said exactly the same thing he's been saying in Congress, but nobody is paying attention to it. The press barely even listened to him while he was saying this. And it is not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. We are going to be hit hard on the inside of America. And part of that has to do, I think a big part of it has to do with, we don't have any idea who's even here. We know that people on the terrorist lists have been caught, like 300, I think, have been caught trying to. How many have we missed? Um, And how many are already here? Um, And that's, as he said, even our own homegrown bad guys. We are in a very vulnerable situation right now. So, Sheriff, I've I've been reading what you have put out, and I know that you have uh, ordered AR-15 rifles into every single cruiser, not just a few, more ammunition, uh, more magazines. Um, you've ordered more hazmat equipment. Uh, you're planning on expanding your citizens on patrol program. What what does that mean? What is that? Well, Citizens on Patrol used to be and still is. We would, uh, volunteers, uh, people would retire. They'd want something to do. We'd send them to a basic uh, Citizens on Patrol Academy a couple weeks where they can work the radio and they could be our eyes and our ears and talk to the community. We're relooking at that. And uh, that we need to add people to that. People, People are so busy. It was always retirees before. We have a special mm-hmm. deputy group, and we need eyes and ears because this is this is here, and that's what we're going to do. Listen, we're training our trainers so we can train more people. We can't train 400,000, but we're going to let people know, and we're going to try to get some stuff online uh, to where you can sign up. Not everybody can or will, um, and we want our citizenry to be aware. If you're in a building, like I said earlier, the building collapses. How do you get through the drywall and get out? Uh, when you're in a church and there's a shooting, uh, how do you get out? What do you do for safety? Take cover. Uh, and you go lock yourself in a door, a restroom door. And your alternatives are you got two. One, try to get out. The other is you have to beg for your life. If they come in, uh, a third is you can have a weapon. And uh, if you're allowed to carry a weapon into that area, those are the only three alternatives. First one is get out. Right. The second one is if you can't beg for your life. And the other one is you have a weapon for your own safety. And so we're looking at everything. We're trying to get our trainers trained to where we can train more people. And if anybody is looking at this and it's just not the sheriffs in the country, the sheriffs are hired and fired by the citizens different than police chiefs. Police chiefs are appointed 
and by boards and right. they had bosses. The sheriffs work for the people. And uh, we refer to them as constitutional sheriffs. They work for the people. Their only boss is the people every time there's an election. They're not appointed, okay? And if you don't do your job, they'll fire you. We're fortunate uh, that the sheriffs, it, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat sheriff or Republican sheriff. We're all in this together, and we're trying to figure it out. But the government, uh, they were talking about drones. We have no, the locals have no technology. Hell, the terrorists buy their drones off Amazon. And if you'll watch the wars and the battles that are going on, all done with drones for the most part. And the government can only do so much. But if you're the local government, at most police departments and fire departments have drones. So this is this is the way that America was built closest to you. You are the ones that are responsible for your own community. Sheriff, thank you so much. We'll talk again. Good luck. Oh, well, here we are yet again. The world's greatest love stories. Part eight. Well, there they are. The lady and the tramp. Just two lonely dogs who found each other sitting under a moonlight sharing a freakishly long spaghetti noodle while a stereotypical fat Italian was singing in the background. Does all this pasta make me look fat? Lady asked that of Tramp. Does it? Does it make me look fat? Tramp said, well, it ain't the healthiest thing. And that's how Tramp died. But let's not forget he did have a point. What are you feeding your dog? It'd probably be healthier with a little rough greens on top. It's not a dog food, it's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. And if you say she looks fat after a bowl of spaghetti, you will be a dead dog too. A little Valentine's information from the folks at roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck 833-GLEN33. Get your first trial bag free right now. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code free speech and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Well, I think this is good news. This is going to make you say, you know what? There's a lot of things going wrong in the country, but thank God we're doing this. Uh, The Food and Drug Administration and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention could soon employ what they call, quote, indigenous knowledge in their research. The uh, document is proposed revision of the scientific integrity guideline. Sorry, it's just... I'm having a hard time getting through scientific integrity guidelines for the Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, Anyway, this document is uh, proposed revisions of the scientific integrity guidelines for the Department of Health and Human Services, which encompasses the FDA, the CDC, and the NIH. Going forward, the agency staff should, quote, employ multiple forms of evidence, such as indigenous knowledge Hmm. now what is indigenous knowledge well indigenous knowledge uh, posits that native peoples possess hidden wisdom about the workings of the universe 
And I think that's, you know, okay. The proposed guidelines point out to uh, point out other non-traditional modes of science that could be used, including citizen science. Huh. Uh, Community engaged research. Participatory science and crowdsourcing. Now, these methods are just part now of the agency's support for equity, justice, and trust. And I don't know, just that last paragraph that I just read to you leads me to trust them even more. A strong culture of scientific integrity begins with ensuring a professional environment that is safe, equitable, and inclusive. Issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion and uh, and accessibility are integral components of the entire scientific process. Now, the proposed guidelines are on track to be finalized. A spokesperson for the Department of Human Health and Services has not commented on this, but it is in the pipeline now, even as we speak. Now, the Biden administration's indigenous knowledge push began back in november 22 when the white house office of science and technology policy issued a memo directing more than two dozen federal agencies to apply quote folk wisdom to research policies and decision making now how you feeling about that folk wisdom Stu? I mean, it's the only kind of wisdom that matters when it comes to science. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to have... Right, okay. There's not... You don't want to do experiments. The scientific method is, you know, extinct, basically. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. go with folk, yeah. uh, folk knowledge that I think really... I would like to go back... Your... You have a really bad headache? Uh, you know, some of that folk knowledge was uh, uh, drill a hole in your head to let the evil spirits out. I think that's really good. Um, the memo asks federal officials to speak with spiritual leaders. Now, we're not talking about all spiritual leaders. Federal agencies have since held dozens of meetings on the topic of featuring indigenous knowledge consultants. So the religious leaders of the indigenous peoples are now consultants for our health and human services. These speakers have argued, among uh, among other things, that time is cyclical and that the federal government should pay the tribal elders for their, quote, indigenous knowledge. President Joe Biden, of course, uh, you know, um, took the White House Office of Science and Technology to a cabinet-level agency uh, because he said at the time these would be world-renowned scientists that will ensure everything we do is grounded in science, facts, and truth, and indigenous wisdom that has been hidden. No, he didn't say the last part. One of the White House officials behind the indigenous knowledge memo has been barred from publishing any papers through the National Academy of Sciences for five years after the organization found she committed numerous ethics violations. The White House, at least we can't find any evidence of it, uh, they have uh, failed to discipline this, uh, this great, great, great asset to the world of science. White House hosted an uh, indigenous knowledge lecture in Egypt just recently. There, an African activist spoke out about how her grandmother gave more accurate weather predictions than scientists. Huh. Now, was her grandmother, did her grandmother believe in global warming? I, I mean, I don't know. 
And isn't this questioning the science of scientists if her grandmother gave better predictions of warming and cooling and weather? Anyway, uh, she also shared her belief that technology has only existed for maybe a hundred years. So why could we trust it now? Amen. You know, if we could just go back to dancing for rain uh, and, uh, uh, you know, and uh, and smoking peyote uh, and getting rid of really modernity, we'd be a lot happier. Don't you think, Stu? I really do. Uh, and this, of course, comes from the same people who have tried over and over and over again to get rid of any funding going to faith-based charities because they're so evil. And as you know, there's a constitutional separation of church and state that they really care about. Amen. Uh, it's Amen. super passionate well, that's different about than indigenous knowledge, you know. You know it's it, completely different. You're, you know what? You're right. It does seem to be tr- treated differently. I wonder what the difference could mm. be. Uh, it does seem hmm. like they, they do see um, some sort of unequal footing between these two uh, spiritual pieces of guidance. And uh, gosh, I don't know. The inconsistencies are everywhere, aren't they? So, Stu, let me ask you a question. Let me switch gears. Um, and we may have to ask the great spirit about this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't have any indigenous knowledge on FedEx drivers. Um, but, um, a federal judge in Massachusetts, um, had to, had to sentence, uh, a FedEx driver who admitted to stealing guns from his FedEx truck and then selling them. Uh, now he's a 40 year old man from Middleborough, uh, just South of Boston. Apparently he, you know, knew what was in packages. He knew when they were coming from a gun place. That was probably a gun-shaped package. Good, good chance that wasn't a broom. It was probably a gun. And so he would take them off his truck, and he would sell them illegally. So you can imagine how much trouble he's in, right? Tons. I mean, I, you know, as you know, the government very, 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 very interested in well, that's enforcing a, gun laws. That's a sentence of... Yeah, you 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 take and sell a stolen firearm knowingly. That's you know that's ten years in prison and a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine. So that's really bad. What do you think he got? What do you think he got? Yeah, I mean, what do you I think he got. What do you think this this federal judge that? God damn it, we've got to ban guns. We got to do everything we can to get illegal guns off the streets. What did the federal judge give him? Oh, gosh. Um, Nothing. Well, no, not nothing. Time served. I mean, he was in jail for six days. So nothing additional. So he. No, I mean, I think he learned his lesson in those six days. Don't you? And he's got to do some community service. So, I mean, I think that sends a strong message to all FedEx drivers. By the way, there is a problem with this right now. FedEx. You know, I, I, um, we, we have been looking into who can repair John Smith's pocket watch, okay? And it's over in England is where it was built. We don't know exactly who built it, but we are trying to narrow it down. And we wanted to bring it and have him, you know, have somebody that knows what this is repair it, okay? It's 400 years old. Well, I've been saying that we shouldn't pop it in the mail. 
No, but I have another. We yeah, we have another rare timepiece that we did pop in the mail. I actually delivered it to New York to probably the best uh, watch dealer in New York, uh, Torino, and they were sending it over to France to somebody that could fix it. Um, I got a call. They said totally casually. It's like a one of a kind. Uh, totally casually. Oh, uh, yeah, it, we think the FedEx driver, or uh, I think it was Brown. What could Brown do for you? I don't know. Steal, you know, really important timepieces. That would probably be one of them. Uh, they, uh, they said, uh, yeah, they probably stolen by the driver. And I said, what do you mean probably stolen? What? 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 <laughs> what? And they said, oh, it was probably stolen by the driver. This happens all the time. And I'm like, this happens all the time? And you don't tell your customers that, hey, there's a good chance that this thing just is stolen by the driver. It happens all the time. This is happening in all industries. How many, how many times have we heard from ammunition companies that say, yeah, we shipped the ammunition and uh, I guess it must have fallen off the truck, eh? Well, the good news is the federal government is taking it seriously and they've given this guy six days. <laughs> six days, so... I mean, maximum was 10 years, and that seems pretty harsh, but I, th- I think he could learn his lesson in six days. That's true. Uh, it does seem, too, that yeah. the the government seems to want a lot of new gun laws, but they don't want to enforce the gun laws that we already have. Like, uh, Well, that's because, upset. you know, this guy probably had some extenuating circumstances. You know, he was probably sad. Because he wanted to wear a girl's Catholic uniform skirt, you know, when when he was young and his parents said, no, Uh, how can we put a guy like that in jail? How could we do it? How could we do it, Stu? And do you have no empathy? I mean, luckily, now he can just look for shipments from Catholic schoolgirl uniform uniform providers and have his fill. Yeah. Well, they don't fit him anymore because he's probably a big fat pig like me and uh, (laughs) and he can't really fit them. They don't make them anymore. Not that I've checked or anything. This is getting weird and yeah. and very specific. So may I just tell you about our Valentine's sponsor? Did you forget it was Valentine's Day? The World's Greatest Love Stories, Part 8. Whenever two young lovers would meet... Is there no music for this? Whenever two young lovers would meet for the first time, there would be a Cupid. I, I can't do this without music. I, I mean, you're just going to have to give me one of the old tracks. I mean, what is this? We're doing less for Berna than we would do for everybody else. This is Valentine's Day, man. Okay, this sounds even creepier. Whenever... (laughs) Whenever two young lovers would meet for the first time, oh yeah, there'd be Cupid hiding in a tree, drawing back his bow. One shot. Right to the heart. Unfortunately, for the longest time... Cupid was a terrible matchmaker um, because, I mean, he would shoot people in the heart and then that person would die and then the love would go, what the hell did you just do to my lover, Cupid? I don't, 
I mean, he didn't understand that not every shot, uh, you know, should be using, you know, a, a deadly weapon. So he spent a lot of time in jail over the years. That's why you haven't seen much of him lately. Uh, but there are situations in the real world where less than lethal is the way to go. Thank you for turning down the music because it was a little vomitous, uh, just a little bit. Berna is the best alternative to deadly force. Cupid even uses it now. Uh, fires powerful deterrents like tear, <laughs> tear gas. You know why people are always crying when they're in love? Cupid with a Berna. Uh, it launches tear gas in kinetic rounds. Government agencies, police departments all over the country are relying on Berna now every day as their go-to less-than-lethal option. It works for them, and it can work for you, too. Sometimes you're forced to choose between life and death, but that isn't every situation. Once that bullet leaves your gun, you can't take it back. But with Berna, your safety comes at a lower price. Berna, B-Y-R-N-A. It's uh, proudly America, Maine, right in one of my favorite cities, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Visit Berna.com slash Glenn. That's Berna.com slash Glenn for an exclusive 10% discount. Berna.com slash Glenn. Are opinions weighing you down? Call in and let it out. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Happy Valentine's Day to my lovely wife, Tanya, who is the reason uh, I'm alive today and happy today. So happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. Oh, wow. This is you happy, huh? Um, Okay, so... uh, (laughs) Unfortunately for her, yes. Wow. (laughs) What a devastating realization that must be for her. Uh, <laughs> um, so we were, we were talking a little bit about uh, it was certainly this past week. The focus has been on the sharpness of our president and how yes. amazing sharp as a marble. He is. Sharp. He's great. He is great. <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, and mm, a lot of people, yeah. you may note, notice this over the past couple of weeks that we've had plenty of stories about how sharp he is. When you're not around, like when we're there, yes, he looks like a bumbling fool, but all the time behind the scenes, he's incredible, Glenn. This guy's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So we've seen a lot of that reporting and there's a new one out from Mayor Pete Buttigieg, uh, who uh, is now the secretary of, of, I don't know, uh, transportation. Sure he is. Um, I'm sure he is. He wants you to know about this. This is how sharp he Uh, is behind the scenes. Once, mm -hmm. once. While Once. briefing him on railroad Once. investments, Buttigieg mm. brought along an expert from the Federal Rail Administration who could not mm. answer all of Biden's questions. Quote, mm. he was asking <laughs> such detailed questions that we actually had to dial in another expert from Amtrak to get some of the things he was asking about. So, like, well, for instance, may mm-hmm. I just say, because mm-hmm. I've read this story, may I just say, mm-hmm. Uh, have the wheels of the choo-choo ever been made out of pizzas? Right, right. I didn't have an answer. Right, they had to call he the Amtrak He did not guy. have an answer. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. He's and like, Frozen pizzas, while know. they were frozen, might work for a time. But again, eventually they would melt. 
and that would be... <laughs> they will only work in the, on the Polar Express. No, that's the only that's place the only they place. found that they could work. I, I do find yeah. it interesting, though, that their main <laughs> argument uh, for this incident that shows the competence of their administration is that Biden didn't know the details and neither did Pete Buttigieg. That's their example <laughs> of how good they are. Like, you know, Biden didn't you know? know. I didn't know either. It was incredible. No, sure. <laughs> well, I don't for us. know. I have no idea. You don't know? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know.